Welcome back to Forwards Backwards Podcast, not from the Gimme Some Truth Studios and not from the corner of Glenway and Monroe. This week, we discuss if the female Mingo is called the Minguette, upcoming charity, and Jason Isbell. As always, I'm joined by the Franz Beckenbauer to my set mayor, Dan Fallon. Dan, other than listening to the birds on the Bundesliga broadcast, how did you get out into nature this weekend? Um, I did about four hours of weeding. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, that was more I'm like killing, <laughs> killing nature, but I, uh, I've been putting that off for weeks and weeks and weeks. And so I finally, I finally did that on, um, on, on Saturday, but yeah, on Sunday, I think my favorite moment of nature was being able to hear the birds chirping while Bayern Munich was playing Union Berlin in a completely empty stadium. And I had to say to myself, are those birds outside of my house or are those coming through the stadium feed? And I was like, oh, no, that's at the stadium. This is really exciting. <laughs> it was it, it just sounded so different. And it was nature is healing. Yeah. Uh, I also have to give a shout out. To, I don't know if you saw Julian Nagelsmann's uh, what the kids are calling fit. Uh, but he had the red Nike high tops, the Nike just do it T-shirt. He was uh, he was looking good. Not like a manager at all, but but looking good. Well, he's about 26 uh, years old, right? Yeah, I think we're both well older than Nagas, yes. which it's really scary when you're getting older, not than the players, but then the coaches, yeah. Correct. Uh, so Cowboy Neil at the wheel has informed me he cannot join us today because Poshmark is coming fast and furious. So he's updating his Poshmark page. In People th- got to get ready to go back out in public, man. They need. Clothes. I know, I know. Uh, I, in fact, I wanted to talk. I bought a shirt from, from Neil's Poshmark page, and so I wanted to, at some point, discuss that. I also picked up my uh, Mingo scarf, the, the official club 1856 scarf, which if they haven't done, uh, reach out to the club. They do contactless pickup, and they are fantastic with, you know, the season ticket holder's name on it and everything. It's really a nice scarf. I uh, wouldn't recommend it, Dan, if you're planning on robbing a building. Because that pink is quite memorable. Um, it's a bright pink. It's not a dull pink. Uh, have, you instead, anything uh, on, have you spilled anything on either of them? Uh, shirt or the scarf? Uh, the shirt, yes. Obviously, there's <laughs> coffee on the shirt already. Uh, did not keep a clean shirt in the first 24 hours of, of the shirt. <laughs> the scarf, you know, doesn't get worn around things like pasta sauce or coffee. So it's, it's primarily safe. Uh, Instead, uh, we're really excited to be joined by the leaders of the Mingo Ladies, April Kagaya, Kelly Ferguson, Sarah Griffith, and the only person I've ever proclaimed married, Sarah Scott. Uh, so we've got you know, some questions. Want to talk to you guys uh, a little bit about all that, uh, about what's going on. First, want to check in. How have you been getting your soccer fix, or have you, uh, you know, just been hanging on, holding out, not, not trying to get any soccer? Are you guys going out to the back patio and occasionally yelling some mingo cheers what what's going on how are you getting your fix i'm officially in withdrawal um minus my two sons playing soccer in the backyard but you know that doesn't really count so yeah i'm kind of itching for for some forward madison soccer you're not you're not out in the backyard with like a glass of wine yelling at them to like Oh, I absolutely am. But that I mean, <laughs> <compare. laughs> doesn't compare to the podcast. You know what I mean? Like, you want, you want other people so. around you yelling with you, right? I think is that helps a lot. I need the drums. I need the, you know, the yeah. chants. I need all that yeah. stuff. So. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody yeah, else? No, I'm right there with April. I mean, I don't have kids out in the backyard, but 
I am really starting to like get shaky and twitchy just waiting for, you know, some soccer season to start around here. I'm in the same boat. I mean, I just have a tall, giant human that I live with that is uncoordinated at every level. So we can't really (laughs) practice soccer or play soccer. Um, So, yeah, I'm just I'm really just waiting, just waiting. Yeah, my husband keeps trying to get me to go to the local park down the street where they have the goals up. They took the nets down to discourage people from playing, but they still have the goals up. But he seems to keep forgetting that I'm getting more and more uncoordinated as time goes on. So I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> well, and then, you know, have, not having the nets, you know, you kind of defeats the purpose. You have to chase the ball kind of no exactly. matter what. Yeah. I think April, I think you can start inviting everybody. And if they stand on each corner of the yard, maybe people can start yelling at, at your kids and yeah. bingo chairs. I mean, I have a pretty big backyard and nice carriage lane that goes around it. So there's plenty of space, you know, we can even grill, have some drinks. <laughs> I have a, I have a, kid, social I have a kid who practices across the street from me at the schoolyard. And uh, I realized the one day I, I was, basically sitting on the front porch. I was like, I've been watching this kid practice soccer for like 45 minutes. <laughs> like, I was like, Oh man, I've been sitting here for a long time. Like I was like, Oh, somebody playing soccer. And then he kicked the ball. Uh, we got a, our doorbell rang the other day and we we're like, who the hell's at our door? And uh, he had kicked the ball into our backyard and it felt like it was back in the fifties. He's like, can I get my ball from your backyard? I was like, of course you can. <laughs> Uh, normally, Dan, you just sitting there watching some kid from 45 minutes from your front yard would be a little creepy. But, you know, this is now... Def- now it's understandable. It's like, yeah. oh... It's a whole new world. Yeah. yeah. The rules... Totally, no totally above board. Yeah. The rules no longer apply. So one of the, the questions we were kind of interested in is how did the four of you get together? What was the origin story, if we can borrow from uh, superhero movies, for the Mingo Ladies? What, what got you guys rolling? Well, the Mingo ladies actually started coming out of a match day ops meeting that we had had where we kept hearing about this guy who wanted to get involved and this guy who wanted to get involved and this guy who wanted to get involved. And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, there's a theme here and I'm not liking it. So we started the Mingo ladies as kind of a way to highlight women who are also involved in the flock and in hopes that we would get more women involved. And how did the, how did Sarah, you had some background in this right through the, um, the local um, American Outlaws chapter, right? Yeah. And I've been a leader of that group for a couple of years now. And was that experience helpful in kind of recruiting folks into this and getting this set up? Was there some overlap or? Um, the experience wasn't that helpful with recruiting because I am absolutely awful at social media. And so when you're trying to recruit over social media, that is not my strong point. Um, it was very helpful with capoing though, because I'm used to yelling for 90 minutes anyway. So might as well yell for 90 minutes in front of people. (laughs) And so how did the, the rest of you get in, get involved with, with all of this, uh, sort of general craziness in the, the Mingo ladies specifically? So I um, joined in with Sarah and started the um, Instagram page for Mingo Ladies and um, Sarah started the Twitter page and then we started Facebook and for a while it was just her and I. I don't know how long, Sarah, was it just you and I for a while? Um, It was a while. Yeah. And then we just like, I think Kelly, I approached you at a watch party or tailgate, didn't I? And I, cause I saw Mm -hmm. her sitting there 
but just walk up to us like, hey, how you doing? Start a conversation. And so that was kind of how we just started to bring people in. It's just we would notice people at certain events. You know, we just go up to them, introduce ourselves, let them know that, you know, we're a friendly group of people to hang out with. And then it kind of just went from there. That's the exact opposite of Dan and I. We intentionally <laughs> stand apart and people don't want to come up to us. I think that's, you know, that's a good strategy, avoiding what Dan and I do. Perfect. <laughs> And so, Kelly, what was your interest in, in joining up and, and, you know, why, why, you know, Forward Madison and all that? Yeah, I, I mean, I've been a fan of playing soccer for my entire life um, and have played for quite some time. I've actually never followed any professional sports team in any sport. You know, I, I usually would watch World Cup matches and that was it. And when I heard that we were getting our own professional team in Madison, I was super excited and just decided I was going to be a fan of a real professional sports team. Um, so I, yeah, I went to one of the watch parties um, early on uh, last season and didn't know anybody and was, you know, super awkward and, you know, all introverted about it. And then I uh, met up with, um, Sarah and April and April and I spent a lot of time talking and, um, you know, it just seemed like a really cool bunch of people. And I like the idea of there being a group representing people who aren't usually represented in fandom of a men's professional sports team. Mm-hmm. And Sarah Scott, is that how you kind of joined up as well or? So if we had the audio from the lost podcast, Um, (laughs) from November, um, I kind of fell into Forward Madison just needing things to do while um, Jean was deployed last year. So I started going to matches and then I met like Sarah and Kelly and eventually um, Kyle Carr was like, you like to yell, which I don't know if that's a good trait or a bad trait, (laughs) Um, but here, why don't you try getting up on the capo stand? So I did. And actually, um, much like Sarah, Um, My involvement in the flock kind of deepened when I was at the annual general meeting looking at the board and I was like, wow, it's a lot of men. (laughs) And so now we have three women on the board, April, myself, and Amanda um, Benetta. Um, So that's kind of, and then I work with these guys as well on Mingle Ladies things and trying to promote that different view of sports. So, Sarah, were you a soccer fan before this? Me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, there are two Sarahs. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I was. So um, I used to get to my uh, cousin's house in Italy every summer when I was a kid. And um, I was shipped over there to watch her kids, her three boys, her three young boys, which put me off parenting for a while. I'm good. <laughs> um, never, <laughs> I don't wish that upon anyone, but while I was there, obviously her husband watched a lot of soccer. The boys watched a lot of soccer. Um, and so I got into it that way. Um, I was in Conegliano, which is where Alessandro Del Piero is from. And so I was there for the 2015 World Cup. So that's kind of like my big soccer memory before Forward Madison. <laughs> And did you, how many of you play, Kelly, you played, obviously, did mm-hmm. many of you play growing up? Because it's interesting for Dan and I to see, when we talk to other supporters, I mean, Dan and I, old people like us, it's pretty traditionally you played, and that's how you got into following, uh, you know, soccer. 
But now like people are like, oh, I, you know, studied abroad and got into it in Germany, or I, I played a lot of FIFA and got into it, or just kind of the, the ways people got into following soccer are all kind of different now. And that's kind of interesting. But how many of you played and that's how you got into supporting soccer? How many of it was, you know, what, what got you into soccer? You know, Kelly and, and Sarah, we've talked a little bit about that, but Sarah and, uh, you know, and April, we haven't touched on that as much with you guys. So for me, um, my kids, I have four kids and all of them have played soccer um, at one point or another, my two girls and two boys. Um, but now I have an older son who plays college soccer and my youngest son is in second grade, still playing soccer. So that was just that, like, you know, I was involved in soccer because I had kids playing it. I've only ever watched my kids play up until Ford Madison. Um, so it was a new experience for me to have a professional soccer team to be able to be a part of. So that was really exciting. And Sarah Griffith, how, you know, did you play growing up as well or? No, I've actually only kicked a soccer ball once in my life. Um, <laughs> I got into it because when I started dating my now husband, he was a big Chelsea fan. We started dating in uh, July 2011. So the 2011-2012 Premier League season included Chelsea winning the FA Cup and the Champions League, which is a great time to start being a Chelsea fan. And then you have the Aguero moment from the last day. No, I mean, I think uh, everybody would, would generally agree that sports generally suck a lot more than they're enjoyable. Uh, yeah. And we should note that April's uh, son who plays uh, on the official West Coast college soccer team of the podcast, Gonzaga. So That's right. Uh, I forgot about that. Yeah. He's, he's yeah that you know, yes. the official. One of the things is I was sort of, you know, doing some research to talk to both you guys and to talk to um, the folks uh, from the Chicago Red Stars is just kind of looking at fem- female supporters groups and, and so on and so forth. And what kind of, you know, models and, and examples were out there. And it didn't seem like there was a lot of, you know, when you start a, a, a supporters group for someone like, you know, Forward Madison, generally, there's sort of, you know, guidance and, and there's a model that you can kind of follow and you adapt it as you go forward. You guys didn't, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of, of you know, other groups that are very similar to what you guys are doing. Have you felt like you guys have had to invent the playbook as you go along or have you found uh, other examples of, of you know groups that you've modeled yourself after it's a lot of inventing the playbook um the first example that i really had was actually a uh, dark literati uh from minnesota united that's one of their three official supporters groups and it definitely i don't want to say like it seems more alternative but it's more of the I mean, their catch line is making soccer fabulous one, one fan at a time. So <laughs> definitely not the traditional types of type of supporters group, but I mean, I love local one, three, four. They're all amazing. <laughs> if yeah. you want to, if you ever get to a red stars match, go to a red stars match. It is so much fun. <laughs> yeah. And, and in fact, uh, on the Bundesliga chat with Featherstone this, this weekend, it's one of the things that was kind of, bounced around was the going down there for getting mm-hmm. a bus together and going down for a match at some yeah. point this year. I think we're all excited and we're all really disappointed that, you know, Chicago local 134 wasn't able to trip up here for the yeah. exhibition game, which was kind mm-hmm. of uh, disappointing. What about the rest of you as you kind of go forward? I mean, you know, there are certain groups that you may take inspiration from, but what are you hoping to uh, accomplish with you know flamingo ladies what are you trying to add you know beyond just uh what we talked about you know before making sure that you know 
strong supporters' voices are heard, right? What other kind of things are you trying to, to bring to the mix? It's obviously kind of tough with no matches going on, but, you know, perhaps you've had some time to sit and, and think. Uh, April, I, I don't think you've had any time because uh, in addition to work, you're, you've got all the kids running around. Um, but, uh, you know, I've had a lot of time to think. And, you know, one of the things, what, what does it mean to be a good supporter of a club? So I was wondering what you guys are looking at you know, moving forward. With all that time to think, he still just called you all the flamingo ladies and keeps calling Sarah Griffin, Sarah Griffith, but yeah. he's, he's got plenty of time to prepare for the pod. <laughs> I mean, they thought it was married for the longest time, so clearly they do their research. It's a professional um, operation here. Yeah. Right? You know, the best part that. is Dan waits until like we're three quarters of the way through the podcast to correct me. Doesn't correct me up top <laughs> when I fix it, it going forward. No, you did it. You did it for once. Me to embarrass yeah. myself and repeatedly, and then fixes it. Like Dan is the guy. Like after an hour and a half, is finally like, "Hey Keith, you know your flies down." Thanks, Dan. <laughs> Thanks. Really, you that's idea. Less, though, would you? <laughs> I think part of it, like when when Sarah and I started the um it's a group of all-inclusive, anyone who identifies as a woman. So even, I mean, even that in and of itself, right, encompasses a larger group of people that we tend to sometimes um, forget about or address. And so I think one of the missions of Mingo Ladies, it's hard, like you said, not having a season, but hoping that we would see people at matches and at watch parties that are not uh, represented in other places. So whether it's on the capital stand or in the audience, and then beyond that is just creating like this, this network of people. I mean, this is since I've been um, with the flock, like the people that I've met, I, n- I don't think I ever would have interacted with outside of anything else in Madison. And it's just, it's a great group of people. And a lot of us are very close because of the work that we do. And so it's almost creating like this family environment. Um, and so we want to show people that soccer is inclusive of all, you know, and you shouldn't just because maybe you haven't played or you don't have kids that play or whatever, like come to a game. Cause it's like UW has no problem getting people to go to basketball and football games, right? Regardless of what they look like. That's what we want to see in soccer. So I think that's another perspective that another way we're trying to grow and that like that's a visual marker that would show us, okay, we've done what we've kind of set out to do. Yeah. And then also additionally, um, you know, outside of the match day experience, looking at ways that we can provide service and advocacy for those same groups that are not necessarily always represented in, you know, the stands um, of a soccer game yet. Um, and so, you know, some of the issues, um, we're taking up are those relating to, um, things that affect women and families. I know like the big international issue now is, um, the, the world cup and it being held in a country that is incredibly intolerant of LGBTQ plus rights. Um, and so, you know, really trying to find ways to support causes that are important to us and the people that we serve. And, and one of those is that, you know, you guys have, uh, and this has shifted in the way that, uh, you know, uh, the supporters group is the flock has been organized. You guys have dedicated months now where you're doing uh, uh, fundraising for specific groups. And I think you guys have two months, if I remember correctly. Um, you've started your, your T-shirt campaign, uh, and I think the pre-sale closed last week. Is that, mm-hmm. is that right? But if people yes. didn't buy, can you tell us about the T-shirts? And if people didn't buy on the pre-sale, can they still buy T-shirts? 
Uh, yeah, we um, for the month of June, um, which is Pride Month, uh, we are uh, supporting G-Safe, which is an organization that increases awareness and advocacy and social justice um, for particularly students uh, who identify as LGBTQ+. And so uh, the proceeds from the sale of this sh shirt and a couple other efforts we've got cooking um, will benefit that organization. Um, our shirt uh, is uh, got a flamingo on it and it says Mingo Pride, um, queer as flock, um, which you may or may not be familiar with the expression queer as folk, which then became a TV show and just means like, wow, people are interesting and strange. So um, we capitalized on that little pun, queer as flock. And yeah, the shirts um, were a big hit. Uh, we sold quite a few. We do have a few limited extras that will be for sale um, once they arrive. Um, but if you missed out on the pre-orders, you're going to want to get on that really quick because we did not order a lot of extras. We wanted to make sure we had plenty of proceeds to, to give to our charity partner. And uh, those could be purchased at the Forward Flock store or it, should we ever be able to go to matches again at match days, huh? Correct. And that's the hope is that when we get back to the stadium, people will be able to pick up their, their shirts and all that. And can, can anybody hint at or drop any hints about what some of the upcoming things that you guys might be doing would be, you know, cause we're, we're, you know, if we're your news source on things forward, Madison, uh, you really need a new news source, but, uh, we're, we're still trying to do our, you know, journalistic best. Um, there might be an event that m might be taking place in a socially distancing acceptable way. I don't know how much more April, I want to April is gonna, as far as detail. April is going to charge admission to her backyard to yell at her children. Boilers. <laughs> <laughs> this be in the form of an alcoholic beverage. So it's, you know. <laughs> it was like, April drinks white wine. I'm good. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you give April white wine and you can come into her backyard and, and yell all you want. Absolutely. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> and then I April like tequila, though. I like hers. tequila. Okay. Good to know. April will take her standard white wine budget and give it to charity then, right? Is that how this works? Exactly. it forward, I think, makes the most sense. Uh, anything else before we discuss really the most important topic that we have on this podcast, which is what are you listening to? Uh, that Well, and then the other thing that we want to talk about, which is kind of a secret that we're unveiling, but Dan has a question first. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, someone who's, um, you know, I feel like I'm relatively well informed about what goes on with the club. Um, maybe explain to people how did, how, how did the, how did like the Mingo ladies and Featherstone and uh, the union, how do they all kind of work underneath the bar 608 think, and, yeah, yeah i think some folks might not always understand that you know they're kind of you got, you're all kind of underneath the banner of the flock and that can be different certain clubs like the you know they're all independent doing their own thing and i, I know that's not how we are but how does that all kind of work on a day-to-day -day basis or on a regular basis sure um so basically the flock itself um is an independent supporters association 
and a uh, nonprofit charity, um, a 501c3. So that gives us um, as the board ability to do things like raise funds and donate and have tax exempt status to do all of these things related to our mission, which is, of course, promoting at Forward Madison and supporting them, promoting soccer at all levels, and really addressing the pay-to-play issue um, that's prevalent in soccer. Um, those are kind of our big um, topics that we like to address, as well as general equity and human rights um, issues. That said, then we have kind of our supporters groups that sit alongside and they get to utilize those benefits of the nonprofit status, the contacts and things like that, and work closely with the board to kind of fulfill their own missions. For example, the Mingo ladies wanting to support any um, issues related to those who identify as women and families, um, things like that. And so we work together um, constantly. They're with us at our board meetings, receive funding, things like that. Um, kind of to create that, what we call the flock family. Um, so they get to work with us in that way. It's, it's been a really good system. Perfect. So the, the other kind of bit of news that we wanted to reveal, uh, the really kind of important thing uh, is that we're hoping to have, you know, you guys come together and take over the podcast when we actually have games and do all that sort of thing. And, you know, the, the, it kind of came down. Now that you've seen how easy it is. <laughs> right, no research yeah we'll do our research don't worry about it yeah dan you keep saying this i work terribly hard and i'm this bad that's what it comes down to so they're going to show us up and and we're going to be relegated dan to forward madison's fourth most popular podcast do you understand <laughs> the, the official club podcast people will just wait around for the the mingo ladies takeovers they won't actually mm-hmm. listen to us anymore and then the podcast that shall not be named that's now dead, uh, you know. And then did uh, you know? Did you notice somebody? I noticed somebody tweeted at the uh, podcast that yeah. shall not be named. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. yeah. Somebody was. I forget what they were. They, they were, were asking to something. Yeah. Yeah, trying to promote something. Oh, these stickers, these yeah. Don Smart stickers, and uh, they tweeted at us <laughs> and the podcast that shall not be named. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And I was like, whoa, I don't know how I feel about being in a tweet with them. <laughs> I'm sure they'd say the same thing. <laughs> very, very much so. Um, so kind of wanted to get what you guys were hoping to accomplish with the, the Mingo Ladies Takeover, what, you know, what uh, you're interested in. And, uh, you know, Dan always tells people that it's really, really easy to do a podcast because Dan just shows up and heckles me. And, you know, that's so what we were going to do. Well, yeah. yeah, that's a great, that's a great subject. I mean, I'm like fun. you asked the question about who inspired them, Keith, they're following my roadmap of how to do this podcast. <laughs> Make fun of Keith the whole time. Yeah. Have Keith organize everything for you, show up and then mock him for those areas where he fails. Yes. That's about, that's about right. I'm okay with this. You know, that was one of the conditions when Hannah left uh, that, you know, in the producing duties, Dan was not allowed to mock me as a, a producer. And yet, week two, that kind of went away. So then uh, I sent him very sarcastic, uh, supportive texts where I say, you did a really great job this week, Keith. This sounds wonderful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, what we were, what we'd, you know, kind of help with is the, the back end and the production stuff, but wanted to see what kind of ideas you guys had and and what you were interested in doing. I know one of the things that came up was kind of, reversing the the standard 
uh, dynamics because in a lot of cases, you know, uh, one thing that happens is women soccer players, I think of the famous case where uh, the FIFA Ballon d'Or winner was asked to twerk, uh, you know, are asked kind of ridiculous mm-hmm. questions that no male player would be ever answered. So I asked some sort of curious what, what some of your ideas were. Yeah, well, um, that was definitely, you know, one of one of the ideas is just really bringing some attention to some of the lack of equity um, within professional sports and soccer in particular, as well as highlighting, um, you know, game changers, pardon the pun, um, females and who are more influential within the game and maybe don't always get um, the kind of attention um, that they would deserve. The other things that we we kind of talked about in, in addition to reversing some of that is, you know, getting and highlighting some of the contributions that y'all make to, to match day operations as well. And, mm-hmm. you know, shifting things around from that perspective. Dan, do you have any ideas of other things that, you know, could be, could be added? Or are you going to, are you going to coach somebody up to teach them how to mock me? <laughs> I think I don't need just, any coaching. Yeah. They'll do just fine with that. I've already witnessed Let's ask that. Gene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I mean, I, we've actually never had a player uh, other than other than El Capitan um, on the show. So, I mean, I think it'd be really interesting to have have this group interview a player or two. Um, that's not something we've done. And I think that would kind of get at the issue you guys that we were talking about earlier. Um, maybe we could get a certain UW-Madison alum who scored uh, one of the biggest goals in U.S. women's soccer history on the podcast. Maybe this would be a, a draw to... to to get someone on and uh i i just want to meet her i think her birthday was last week too i think it was was. yeah Yeah. because there was something funny about her dog and the birthday i can't remember what it was now but um so those would be a couple ideas and you know uh yeah that'd be but i think interviewing a couple of our players would be really interesting yeah we've been we've been talking about ideas i mean you know we don't want to give away all the spoilers right now otherwise people won't need to turn in tune in he's not a great marketer (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what are you talking about dan what's our twitter handle again for those following at home at forwards back and uh people should follow that twitter handle to get uh updates from me now about our hashtag match day 18 because dan has gone on another social media hiatus correct yeah dan has quit the social media because uh basically you're convinced that the world is ending (laughs) uh yes mostly um also finding myself really having to have an opinion on things i really don't care about welcome to this podcast dan (laughs) (laughs) speaking of opinions that you know you you may not care about uh we as part of this are looking to our guests to give us new music that we may not otherwise check out Dan and I have spent the last 48, 72, how many hours, Dan, have you been listening to the new Jason Isbell and the, the 400 unit album on repeat uh, since it was released? I mean, it got, a, it got a few spins over the weekend. I'm not going to lie. Um, I'm still waiting for the vinyl to arrive. So that'll, that'll be a whole other 
section of listening where I'll just listen to the vinyl a few times. Jesus H Christ. I mean, I get mocked by bearded guy who listens to vinyl and used to be in Brooklyn and likes soccer. Like what mm-hmm. sort of hipster has a shell like this? This is unfair. I mean, but the fact that I have a podcast is shocking. Uh, yes. I, I mean, we, somebody should <laughs> just, shut us down just for viol- violating uh, uh, some sort of stereotype. I mean, <laughs> but uh, what are you guys listening to? Sarah, oh. Sarah Griffin. <laughs> all of the main- <laughs> What are you guys listening to? Well, let's see. So if I'm at work, it's um, Two Steps From Hell. They're an instrumental group. And so lyrics kind of makes it difficult when I'm trying to write code and stuff. Um, but if I'm baking, it's a Disney playlist. I like that. <laughs> you gotta, <laughs> you've got to do something to make yourself happy in these times. So Disney. Did, anybody, did, anybody, did anybody see the video of Snoop <laughs> listening to Let It Go in his car? No, no. As soon as you get off of this, look up on Twitter, dog, frozen, let it go. It is, it was like the <laughs> moment of Zen I needed in the middle of all of this craziness. <laughs> Snoop is having a moment. <laughs> awesome. I will walk around my house screaming or, you know, it's pretty much screaming, let it go. Cause why not? Nobody's going to stop. Time to be singing it. Yeah. No. Yeah. And, <laughs> Happy, you know, baking should be a happy event. So I think mm-hmm. uh, some good happy music lines <laughs> up very well. Can the rest of you recommend to us? Um, I don't. So sadly, like I don't listen to as much music anymore as I used to because I'm not driving all the time anymore, um, which I really miss. But probably her, H E R. She's a really good artist. I like her. Her music's kind of mellow. Listen to her. Recently. I like I like that you're respecting the driver gets to pick what you listen to rule. I'm glad to know that that's still alive and well. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> do you ever do you ever put on things in the car just to torture the kids? Well, surprisingly, my oldest son Demetrius, I like hip hop. He listens to jazz. I tell him he's like an old. He's like a 75 year old man and 20 year old body. <laughs> He's like, oh my God, all this music has cuss words and all this. And he's like listening to Jack. Like, Who are you? <laughs> 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 he doesn't like my music. So, so. Sort of the inverse of the Tribe Called Quest uh, line about pop said it reminded him of Bebop. It's, you know, your son. Oh yeah, this yeah. sounds like what I listen to. <laughs> I don't really listen to a lot of music either while I'm working. I like having background noise. So my inner nerd has... Thoroughly enjoyed the plethora of audiobooks and podcasts um, that have, including this one, um, <laughs> as one must say. Don't, don't ever admit that in public again. Oh. <laughs> um, I've never had a podcast that gets me in trouble with my own mother, but here we are. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, so I actually, one of the amazing things I've um, li- enjoyed listening to is the live Supreme Court um, cases that are being streamed right now. Um, I find it, it, it's easy to tune them out while I'm writing and just have background (laughs) noise, but it's also fun when like Clarence Thomas decides he's going to ask a question um, or when someone flushes the toilet, because that's happened. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Still haven't figured out who that is. Um, but yeah, other than that, um, isn't this like the second question that Clarence Thomas has asked in 30 years? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Before this, he hadn't like 
the last question he asked before this one, he hadn't spoken on the bench in 10 years. So, oh. yeah, I wish I could show up to work and not talk. Like, that'd be great. <laughs> oh, my god! Do you actually want no. to not talk, though? No. <laughs> <laughs> I know you. Because otherwise gonna... things would yeah. go down. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my boss wishes I would show up and not talk sometimes. <laughs> Same. <laughs> my admin assistant would also appreciate that. <laughs> What about you, yeah, I am a giant nerd, so I tend to listen to a lot of podcasts, um, you know, like super ultra nerdy, like Stuff You Should Know or Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me and like NPR kind of stuff. Um, I, I do enjoy uh, the Daily Show Ears Edition because Trevor Noah is amazing. Um, but for music, I probably listen mostly to like stuff in Spanish that... I play, I, I'm a Spanish teacher, so um, I, I listen to new songs that I can like torture my students with next time I ever see them in class. Uh, on, on the podcast front, I started listening again to Start the Week, which is from the BBC Four. And they usually have like a couple of people in and they, they talk. They had Richard Ford, the the author in this week. A couple of weeks ago, they had a scholar of uh, medieval literature talking with, you know, uh, a contemporary expert on uh, the plague and, and talking about that. So I, I can provide everyone with good nerd up podcasts and, and we wouldn't be doing our service if we didn't shout out uh, Dr. Depeche Navasaria's favorite podcast, which uh, is hosted by your, your favorite, Dan. Oh, uh, Rhiannon Giddens. Yeah. yeah. Who you like for, for the bluegrass uh, contributions. So everything she does. Incredible. Uh, Dan, Dan, your chance to complain about something. Do you have something you want to complain about? What What is grinding your gears? <laughs> um, man, that could be a that that could be a geyser nowadays. If uh, if I started getting into that, um, I'm trying to be mellow. That's why I got off social media. Bundesliga is back. I watched it with the birds chirping in my ears. Um, I'm yeah, did any of you all uh, watch the Bundesliga? I didn't, know. Um, no. It's very I'm a Dortmund fan. I blame their American connection. I'm definitely a bandwagon or Dortmund fan, but I'm a Dortmund fan, so we definitely had that game on, and it's in their name, Schalke 04. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, it's a very. Uh, I was very excited. Nice to our Schalke fan listeners. We have so few listeners, we can't afford to alienate. <laughs> I mean, I love Weston McKinney. So, but Weston McKinney yeah. kind of person where I'd be like, I want you on my team because you look like you're such a badass um, that I wouldn't want to play against you. So, he's. Uh, it would be really nice if they could, yeah, get him into the into the team in the in the right spot. I think as well with Tyler Adams in that midfield, that would be in the U.S. men's national team. I was going to say, very, those are different Bundesliga yeah. teams. Yeah. I was disappointed. Awesome. Gio Reyna was supposed to start his first ever Dortmund match, and then he's like, he got injured in warm-ups. How do you get injured in warm-ups? He was too, I think he was too jacked up. He was so excited about starting a match. Um, <laughs> I mean, at 17, I don't blame him. He may have tripped over a mask, too. Who knows? When I, when I think about, like, now I could very easily get injured in warm-ups. Like, but when I was 17, I was indestructible. Like, yeah. <laughs> 17, you feel like you could get away with everything. So and it's just um, like, wait, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so just now warm- we're all getting more and more brittle. <laughs> if you do tune in, tune into the Bundesliga, just be ready for a very kind of eerie, weird 
uh, experience of hearing everybody. You can hear the guys on the bench clapping. You can hear every ball being kicked. I've heard that was odd. You know, and and see, Dan, here's where the division comes, because I, you know, I've gotten into some very strange places of internet soccer. And like, if you watch the FIFA U17 World Cup, you're used to that kind of thing. You know, (laughs) you know, you're, you're hanging out watching some strange, you know, U17 Mm -hmm. World Cup. Ball echoing around. You can watch you can understand what the players are saying. You watch the Bundesliga, I'm like, I kind of wish I knew what they were saying because you can actually like hear them talking, but it's not in English. It would be interesting to hear what the coaches were were communicating to the players yeah. sometimes mm-hmm. I mean, for me and uh, that kind of thing. So Dan, nothing to complain about, huh? No, no grinding of your gears. I'm gonna let it go this week. Let it go. Just this watch, segment gets just watch Snoop. Just watch Snoop. <laughs> is my new is my new yogi. Like this segment gets great. worse and worse every time we record it. Dan, <laughs> you have one job to do. <laughs> the other thing, the other thing about the Snoop video, you, you got to watch it. Somebody pointed out that the car he's in has like the old lock buttons that go up and down or like pop and they're like what car is snoop like sitting in <laughs> it's like, like an, oh beautiful it's like yeah, an 88 yeah. ford taurus or what yeah I, well i mean i don't know but it was just like you know i wasn't even looking at that of course twitter someone like you know was studying every inch of the photo <laughs> to, to make a comment about you know now you can dr fauci it's like you got to know what every book behind him and you know. <laughs> While he's sitting there trying to control the world with this coronavirus, and he is, and we're all feeling good because he's got the same cheap IKEA bookcase we all have. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep. I'm a big fan of anybody that's stacking the books. That's that's good by me. You know mm-hmm. that that tells me if your book collection cannot keep up with your bookcases, you're, you're doing the work. <laughs> I mean, I guess I am a little upset that you don't know some of our guest last names, but again, I'll let that go. <laughs> You know, on the emails. Uh, well, actually, that time. isn't her email that, last name either. Yeah, her email <laughs> isn't even like a real exactly. Is her maiden name? Yeah. Yeah. So my email is my maiden name. <laughs> exactly. So I was, I, I was, I was pleased that I had updated it. Yeah. So we <laughs> again <laughs> bring this to my attention when I can edit it and correct it and apologize early on, but you don't. So I'm sorry. I apologize to our guests, and I said it with my thick Wisconsin accent, so you know I was sincere. Uh, so we say until next time, forwards, not uh, forwards, not backwards. Forwards, not forwards. And always twirling, twirling, twirling towards freedom. Doesn't even know our tagline.